Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Good morning, Coxie. G'day, Was. How are you this fine Tuesday morning that feels like a Monday? Yes, it's that weird day after a long weekend. It's a very long weekend, actually. Oh, it's my favourite weekend of the whole year. The <laughs> weather's beautiful. It's a bit crisper in the mornings. The days are just gorgeous sunshine. Well, here in Queensland, at least. And yeah. there's four days of nothing much at all. It's bloody beautiful. I love it. So that's what it used to be like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's it like now? I'm... I'm uh... I'm seeing a lot of people trying to uh, recreate past Easter long weekends. Been some you know, cool big, shots of people camping in the camping. backyard. Yeah. yeah, 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 and fires. Everyone's doing the fire pit thing. Yes. And, uh, I saw <laughs> I saw a few people with tinnies and kayaks in their swimming pools, going <laughs> fishing. <pretty> cool. <laughs> Uh, but it is different, isn't it? It's still, no matter how much we try and make it the same, it's different. It was a different Easter, very different. Mine was very quiet in that we usually have a massive big family roast lunch and we didn't this year. Well, we still had the roast, but there were three of us. It's really quiet. It's a bit, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was sad and I wouldn't say I felt lonely, but it was different. Mm. Does that mean it's bad or worse because it's different? No, not necessarily, and I wouldn't say we had a bad weekend or a worse weekend. We had a different weekend, but we still, for us, we still did what we normally do. Nothing much changed for us. It just meant that there were less people to enjoy it with. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I I feel like for me in all of this and these daily tradey Rona casts, um, I was actually just chatting with you before we hit record, it's like, how long are we going to do the daily thing? Because, <laughs> uh, well, so far the feedback's been really good. So thank you, listeners, for for uh, getting involved and giving us feedback on these episodes. We've had some – I spotted a message we had over the weekend that I see you replied to Oh, it was a socials. lovely message. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was just scrolling through this morning early, checking all of the notifications, and I spotted that one, and I was like, oh, wow. That's really cool. cool. Yeah, it is yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so, thanks, Austin, for the feedback, mate. Thank really you, Austin. <laughs> um, and I guess the podcast is different. You know, topics of conversation are different. Uh, our frequency is different. Perhaps yours and my levels of motivation is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my Easter was very, very different to past Easters. Uh, and... I, I think I've probably slipped into a bit of the it's different, therefore it's not as good, not just with Easter. Yeah, I think it's a common way of thinking at the moment, but I'm not sure that's so true. No, and I I, uh, I think I spilled my guts last week in one of our daily episodes about stuff, um, and I guess I feel a little bit like I'm about to do the same is – just because life looks different doesn't mean it can't be as good or joyful or 
peaceful or loving or any of the other things, but I actually have to be willing to see that in a different time, uh, in different activities, different ways of connecting. Um, we talked about some of that in our toolbox meeting this morning for a Tuesday that feels like a Monday mm-hmm. uh, with our trade desk members. So, yeah, I'm I'm still learning to embrace different. I think it's a common way of thinking, right? We think because um, we're all creatures of habit. Whether we think we're spontaneous or not, we still enjoy um, a sense of habit within our daily lives, particularly our daily business lives or our daily work lives. And so when our habit changes or a, a forced change comes, we find it hard and we struggle to bring our way of thinking around to this potentially being a positive change rather than a negative change. And it's really easy to fall into the comparison trap like we do in so many other areas of our lives and think that because it's different, it therefore means it's not better or it's worse than it was before. In actual fact, it's a great opportunity for change. It's a great opportunity for personal growth. It's a great opportunity actually just to sit and be and understand that this break is forced upon us. It looks different. And maybe that's the rejuvenation that we all needed this weekend. It doesn't mm. have to be a negative, but I think we fall into that trap of thinking change is not good, whereas change is actually yeah. really positive. Yeah, there's a um, <laughs> there's this human, it seems to be a, a fairly widely... Uh, displayed human resistance to change and struggle with change. Actually, I observed this at Bunnings on the weekend because Wifey and I got out of quarantine on Sunday. And, of course, the uh, the first trip we did wasn't, <laughs> wasn't to Bunnings, actually. <laughs> uh, our first trip out of quarantine was to go and collect some chickens. Because uh, we're living on our little farm down here in Tassie now, the uh, the Tradies in Business Farm Studio. This could be like the the farm retreat, or, or the the you know where we send people because they sent convicts to Tasmania, which is probably why I'm here. That's why. But, you're uh, here. <laughs> we could we could send tradies naughty tradies in business members down here for uh, rehabilitation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we do live on a little uh, hobby farm now, which is wonderful. And um, uh, when we got out of quarantine on Easter Sunday, the first thing we did was went and bought some chooks so we can uh, get our own eggs and stuff and uh, get some birds again, which is wonderful. Uh, But one of our other trips was to Bunnings to get a few essential things for the chook house so they didn't escape and get eaten by quolls. And I watched this guy, uh, and if you haven't been to a Bunnings uh, recently, I think most of them have the bunting, you know, the safety cones Mm. with the bunting on the entrance. So... You have to file through like you're at a bloody concert and um, do the zigzaggy thing and it's all spaced out one and a half metres. It's all actually stuff. the same in Woolworths here now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez, okay. And I must admit, I found it a bit challenging, just that change. I'm used to just walking straight in, grabbing my mm. stuff, and I got to the entrance and I'm like, what's with all the fluoro bunting? And I'm like, ah, oh, right, I see what's going on here. And so like sheep all, you know, we – Bad our way through the entrance thing. And this guy, long hair, probably, you know, 20s, black backpack, um, flano, black jeans, just had that look, that stereotypical look. 
of someone who doesn't like rules and authority. <laughs> and he decided. Hang on, what that... colour jeans were yours, Warwick? <laughs> well, I'm describing myself, to be honest. But he, he actually, he tossed his backpack under the bunting and into the entranceway, sort of slid along the ground. And then he proceeded to like do a, a MacGyver type slide under the bunting to shortcut the whole process and straight into the entrance. And one of the security guards promptly said, mate, go out and do it again properly. Mm. Um, and so rather than do that, said individual decided that that was more than he could handle that day. And so he proceeded to walk through all of the bunting and pull down the whole setup uh, and tangle it all up and kick the things and while the security guard's yelling at him and he's untangled himself, turned around, flipped the bird, shouldered his backpack and stormed off through the car park. He wasn't having a very good morning, was he? He wasn't feeling very good about change, I don't think, Coxie. No, I think he was struggling <laughs> just mightily. And it was just, it was the epitome of, I think, how a lot of us are feeling right now. Right. This guy just displayed outwardly what we all wanted to do, which was like, oh, Seriously, can we just like not be treated like human beings with free thought and we can all be trusted to walk through an entrance way but here's and the keep problem. our distance? Okay, so I've, I have been a little ranty about this all weekend as I've observed my neighbours coming and going and doing their <laughs> usual thing. But one yes. of the things I was ranty about, I haven't been, I've stopped going to the shops for food. We're living on whatever's left in the cupboard in the freezer until I absolutely have to go. Because mm-hmm. I find that when I get to the supermarket, I might stand and observe some very cautious not to be touching things on the shelf. I don't know whether the, I've come in contact with the virus or not. So for me, I'm consciously being sure I'm not touching the shelf. Until I have to and I get my one product that I particularly want, which means it's taking me a little longer to observe the shelf and find the product to be sure about what I'm choosing before I do. So mm. I'm standing my at the opposite side of the aisle and looking straight ahead. And people will just come and jump in front of me because yeah. their needs in that moment are more important than mine. It doesn't matter that you can clearly see I'm standing there looking and ready to make a choice. I'm clearly taking too long for them and they need to push in front Therefore, not obeying the social distancing mm. rules in inverted commas. So I think that as a, as much as I understand his frustration and as frustrated as I am in the whole damn process, if we don't have those measures in place, there is a section of the community that are not interested in anybody but their own needs. And I think that's what that stuff's protecting us from. Yeah. It. To me, it's sad. Uh, I find it quite heavy and I I really felt shit um, walking out of Bunnings with our stuff. Like I literally, I bought gumboots uh, because it rains a bit down here in Tassie. Wellies. And I'm sick of getting wet socks. Yeah. Um, you know, gumboots and like I said, some stuff for the chicken house. So, you know, it was reasonably essential. Like we've been locked up for two weeks. We haven't left the property at all Mm. in two weeks for anything and not even for food. Uh, So there's some things that we quote unquote need um, for our life. And I I looked at some of the stuff other people were there buying. I'm like, I don't know. That looked like a stretch that that was essential. (laughs) Um, So is that not the biggest problem though? It's the interpretation of the rules because the rules are so uh, loose that each interpretation is different. 
So, for example, mm. you know, for I had I actually put a post on my personal Facebook page a couple of weeks ago about how my neighbours were regularly continuing to play golf, and most of my friendship base agreed with me. But one very brave lady, an older lady said to me, quite honestly, if they shut the golf course, my husband who suffers from PTSD after being away at Vietnam would not cope and I seriously worry about his mental health. So he's practicing social distancing on the golf course. It's a form of exercise. It actually made me step back and think, okay, well, I really understand and value what you're saying in this position and it's a thought process I hadn't been through. So what's to say that that tin of paint at Bunnings that you and I don't feel is essential is actually essential for that person to keep them mindful in a good headspace and moving forward rather than getting sucked down into the, a depressive state, for example. So I feel that because the the rules are open to interpretation, I interpret them very differently than you do or clearly my neighbour does um, and it works for each person rather than them being hard and fast. So I think we're being given a a degree, if you like, of that flexibility for us to be common or have that common sense as individuals, but there's going to be a point at which we start to rebel. When I'm watching my neighbours coming and going all weekend and my poor dad is calling every couple of days because he's actually falling into a pretty bad place because he's on his own, he hasn't been able to get out of the house, he can't see the grandkids, Uh, he can talk to us on the phone but he doesn't get to see us because he's not great at technology – I'm reaching the point where I think, you know what, if my neighbours can have their parents over, why can't I drive the hour to visit my dad who clearly needs it for his mental health? So it's that um, interpretation, I suppose, that looseness of interpretation because the rules are so vast or broad that we are starting to see the differences in personalities. I guess just to hijack your little rant, sorry. No, I I think it's, uh, it's a very deep rabbit hole and it's one that I'm going to chuck Norris the shit out of this with a segue to <laughs> leading our business teams and our households in our roles. I'm ready. Uh, I'm poised. I've got my kung fu hands <laughs> at the ready. I'm well, taking you, the fighting stance. If, uh, if you think about what you've just described with, you know, there's, there's been some rules set, decisions made by leaders whether we like and respect them or not, Mm -hmm. um, some boundaries have had to be put in place and some rules have had to be made for the good of the overall community, right? Yes. Um, Isn't that what we do in our businesses? Oh, wow. That was a great (laughs) segue. You really did chuck Norris that one. I'm thinking, I'm scratching my head here in Brisbane thinking, like, what the where are we going here? What's going to happen? Yes, it is. Of course it is. Well done. Because, oh, thanks. But but I was listening to you and I'm thinking, holy crap, this is what we do to our employees. Yes. We make these rules and then we go, well, just because. We do it to our kids. So true. Because I said, why can't I play, why can't I go fishing but old mate can play golf? There's a good question there. I don't, I, yeah. No, I totally understand. It, it, it's Because that- someone has to make a call on something like national parks are closed nationwide. Yes. And, and something that is a huge part of wifey's and my mental health is getting out into nature and into the bush. Absolutely. And that's actually been removed for a large group of people because we're no longer allowed to do that. And it's like, well, you just can walk on the street for exercise. It's like, no, that's not, not the same. That's like saying, well, instead of, 
going fishing, you could just toss a line into a bathtub in your backyard. <laughs> it's a great comparison and it's the truth, right? And brings me back to the point I was making. My interpretation of the rules are different to yours. And, you know, for old mate next door to be playing golf is obviously very important to his way of life, to his headspace. Otherwise, he wouldn't continue to do so. Um, who am I to judge that realistically? And yet we're being put in this is a rabbit hole that's probably bigger than today. But <laughs> who am I to judge whether their interpretation is correct or not? I know. Because we, whenever we're in a position of leadership, whether we like the fact that we're in one or not, or whether we realize we're in one or not, because sometimes we're in leadership positions without, I think, without being conscious of it. Yes. And in our families, uh, as parents, as spouses, in our communities, even just in our neighborhood, um, there's there's opportunities for us to lead our neighborhood. You know, if you start a dibba culture in your street, then, you know, that, that will have a tendency to creep in with others as well. So, well, if he's going to dob someone in, I'd better dob someone in because I don't want to be the only one who's not dibba-dobbing. And in our businesses and with our teams, we're obviously in a in a obvious position of leadership. But a lot of times I think business owners do things a certain way or make quote-unquote rules that are still open to interpretation, but we forget that other people might see that differently to us. Yes, yes, good point. Just, just like the national parks thing, you know, I can, I can sit at my dinner table and rant and rave about how they've taken away my, my, um, you know, mental health and physical exercise activities, and how come these other people get to do these things, but I can't do that. And it's like, you know what? Someone somewhere had to make a call. And whatever the reasoning is, whether it's just butt covering by the government or if it's, you know, risk management for rescues in parks so that first responders aren't put at risk, um, who knows what the basis of that decision is. And I think they could have done a better job of, of explaining to the populace the why. Definitely. But in, in our businesses, we actually have that opportunity so that we can explain why we've set this policy or procedure why we don't allow this behavior or why we need to do this in the business. And I, I feel like that's a huge opportunity for you listeners as business owners is to explain why you've set the rule and then help people to understand it so they can interpret it in a way that I guess works for everybody. Yes. Rather than just going, well, you know, we've made this rule. Full stop. And it's a simple thing to do. It's a simple change in the way you communicate the making of the rule or the new rule to your, your staff or your team. It's really simple to um, extend on that conversation and explain why that rule's in place or even lead your team members into speculating why that, that rule, the new change is in place and then having a discussion about that. It, 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 I guess it would give you a bit of a, um insight into the way that they think things are done but also allows them to have a little more critical thinking rather than just being told you're leading them to making their own decisions yeah kind of like our kids for anyone with kids i'm sure everyone's had that moment where they felt like parent of the year because they explained something they explained a, a house rule or something like that and and our child went oh okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> in an age, you know, in an age relevant uh, way. Yes. But uh, I know I've had those moments with my daughter where I felt like 
King Kong on top of the building. You know, it's like, oh, I'm the father of the year. <laughs> and then most of the other times it's like, oh my gosh, how do I get this across? <laughs> uh, and it's the same with our teams. It's just people need to understand more of the why. They won't always agree. And that's the thing. I don't agree with a whole lot of the stuff that is being done at the moment. Yes. In terms of the Rona, but I understand the why. Yep. And so I comply mm. grudgingly in a lot of cases, but I comply because I understand why they're doing these things. I, I, I understand enough of the why at least that I'll go along with it. And I, I think that's a huge Chuck Norris parallel segue into our businesses. <laughs> and if it's not, I just made it one anyway. So there. Well, you've now, I've, I personally think you've nailed it. I think that was very clever. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Gold star for you on this Tuesday. That feels like a Monday. Oh my gosh. My head is just all over the place. I just want to go sit in my hen house and talk to my chooks. <laughs> they don't, <laughs> they don't need to know much. why. Yeah. No. They don't need to know why. It's like, no. ooh, grass. <laughs> and lettuce and greens and grain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yum. So, um, Coxie, we have a jam-packed week you can tell i'm i'm wrapping this up uh <laughs> well, we just did we've we've gone over the 20 minute mark we did promise to keep these shorter and yet we still managed no. to ramble sorry mm. but uh we are packing a lot into our our weeks for you for our listeners and our members um and uh you know and and our why is because of the feedback from people like austin uh you know that's part of our why and yes. why we're doing daily Trady Rona casts, why you're having coffee with everybody in a couple of hours' time or 90 minutes' time yep. when we're recording this. So I better hurry up and get this episode up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, Tuesday morning, coffee with Coxie. Uh, we're continuing our Wednesday afternoon, uh, well, basically coaching calls. We've, we've done a four-part web series which uh, finishes Wednesday the 15th of April and then we're going to continue our weekly um, coaching sessions basically for mm -hmm. uh, for our members um, and we've got tradie drink hour thing on a Friday afternoon at 4.30 uh, the groups are going off um, we've still got our free offer on the trade desk so you can get into some paid content for nothing um, so we're you know we're doing a whole bunch of stuff uh, because of well maybe because of the feedback Coxie but certainly the feedback tells us that you know, we're, we're doing some good stuff here and we really uh, are grateful for all of you tuning in and giving us feedback because, you know, it's part of our why to keep going and doing this stuff. So if you're getting value from it, let us know. Send us some messages. Give us a review on iTunes, actually, Coxie. Please. Or Spotify. We, um, we rarely ask for that. Yeah, hit us. If you like the podcast, if you're listening to this right now, please go to your computer because you can't do iTunes reviews on your phone, I don't think. Um, and you're stuck at home anyway. So jump on the computer, go to iTunes, find our podcast and give us a five-star review, leave some comments or something there. And I will promise to read out the comments word for word in an episode coming up. <laughs> there you go. Oh, goodness. What have we just opened the door for? <laughs> word for worry? word. Yeah, you there's suck. a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to, to write a comment on iTunes uh, in the review Please section. Please reference Chuck Norris. Yes, so that I read it out word for word. So we'll be checking those. <laughs> I look forward to that. 
Thanks for being <laughs> here, listeners. It's great to be able to spend this time with you on a day-to-day basis. It's been really reflective for Warwick and I um, to think about where you're at and how we can help you and how we can encourage you to think differently and find some positives in this weird, strange world we are all living in right now. So thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. We look forward to chatting with you tomorrow on Wednesday. Holy Thanks, Molly. listeners. Thanks, Coxie. Wednesday, my gosh, mid-April. Holy I'm going to go split some firewood. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.